thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to 100 Not Out, featuring your hosts, Dr. Damien Christoph and Marcus Pierce. Welcome to 100 Not Out, a weekly show dedicated to helping you master the art of aging well. My name is Marcus Pierce, and I am here with the fabulous co-founder of The Wellness Couch and The Wellness Guys. He will be the longest-lived man in the history of the world, he is Dr. <laughs> Damien Christoph. Hello, legend. Uh, how are you, Piercey? It's so great to be uh, joining you in 2018, doing these again. Um, I'd love to be the, the longest-lived bloke, but I tell you what, the amount of uh, ache and pain I've got after playing 36 holes of golf just two days ago, I don't know if I'm going to get to 150, but I'll, I'll make it to 100. But, uh, hey, I hope you're there with me. Absolutely. You'll be, you'll be 10 years younger than I will be. but. I'll be but it'll be great to have you there. Speaking of age, 100 Not Out is getting on, Damo. We are one – well, actually, no. I was going to say we're almost five years. We're one episode away. But we're almost – we're up to episode 249 today. And we have uh, – we're almost our double and a, double century and a half. What do you call that? Um, double century and a half. And a half, which, yep. is, which is remarkable. <laughs> and, then, and then about 10 it episodes is. after that, it'll be our fifth birthday here on 100 Not Out. Um, and that's remarkable. That and crazy. you know, you've only got to get to about 120 to be the oldest man ever to live. But we're going to see a lot of older people over in Ikaria later in the year. And if you listener have not yet looked into coming with us to the Mediterranean 100 on out longevity experience in Ikaria, June 25 to July 4, the bucket list trip of a lifetime, head on over to 100notout.com. But Damo, when we're over there. With Yanni and Joanna and Thayer and the seven and a half thousand Ikarians, there's going to be a lot of older women and a lot of older men, and people are going to ask us around the table whilst we're sipping on our wine and enjoying the incredible diet that is the Ikarian diet in the overlooking the Aegean Sea and enjoying everything that is Ikaria. They're going to ask, Damo, oh wise one, why do women live longer than men? And what do you think your answer will be? Well, I reckon women have got way less stress than blokes and life's easier for women. That's what I reckon. (laughs) (laughs) And the digital uppercut, kick in the balls and the slap on the face has just been whipped out. Absolutely (laughs) not true. Well, what's interesting about it, Piercy, and I find this this amazing, is that as there's, there's this really there's a really interesting thing that happens with hormones that I think has got a fair bit to do with it. But I know that we're going to go down the rabbit hole with some other bits and pieces, but there's certainly an issue with men getting the wrong hormones and women getting the wrong hormones at a certain time of our life when we go through this pause phase. So andropause for men and menopause for women. And, uh, and as we shift through that, men, as they start to stack on more weight, um, and get a bit more of a pot in their belly, um, start to secrete hormones that increase their risk of heart disease and certain types of cancer. Now, it's interesting because this still happens in countries like Ikaria, Sardinia, uh, all these sorts of c- countries that uh, are considered to be blue zones. They still get blokes that get fat. 
So you kind of go, okay, well, if it's a hormonal thing that's driving this uh, age decline or this inability to age well um, in Western men, why doesn't that occur in these other countries? And I reckon some of the things that you and I are about to talk about will probably cover that. But there's certainly been a lot of discussion about hormones and the influence of hormones on aging and disease and disease progression, risk factors, all that sort of stuff with both men and women as we go into that pause phase. Um, But I think it can be counted by some lifestyle things. All right. So as you say, there are there, many people look at the tangibles and, and I think as you say, there are some intangible reasons as to why um, some people live longer than others. I, the reason why I bring this up, Damo, is because I was reading one of the great thought leaders of years gone by, a man by the name of Aristotle, and he wrote yeah. a four, he wrote a six-chapter essay on on longevity and shortness of life. And I found this right. fascinating, Damon. Aristotle says, um, he was talking about, and I'm not, I don't want to try and transcribe, I'm just going to read it and I'm going to pick it up. might not provide context, but this is what he said and I'm just going to ask your view and then we'll get into these seven reasons why women live longer than men. Okay. He says here, I'll pick it up here. Um, this is why salacious animals, so animals that like to uh, make love and mate, this is why salacious animals and those abounding in seed Age quickly. The seed is a residue, and further, by being lost, it produces dryness. Hence, the mule lives longer than either the horse or the ass from which it sprang, and females live longer than males if the males are salacious. Accordingly, cock sparrows have a shorter life than the females. Again, males subject to great toil are short lived and age more quickly owing to the labour. Toil produces dryness and old age is dry. But by natural constitution and as a general rule, males live longer than females and the reason is that the male is an animal with more warmth than the female. Now, just for everyone listening, we're not talking about temperature per se. Mm. Um, but interestingly, just just perked my eyebrows and perked my intellectual thoughts as to, you know, these, these, these words were written hundreds, thousands of years ago. Um, but it does bring up, you know, many questions as to why women live longer than men. Um, and there are obviously certain um, times when men live longer than women, particularly as you mentioned, Damo, Sardinia. That mm-hmm. Sardinia is a fascinating blue zone because it has more male centenarians than female centenarians. Um, so it's a worthy. It's a. I think it's a worthy conversation. I think it's a worthy conversation. So. Shall we run through some of these ideas and you can provide your wise and professional opinion onto them? Because some of these come from uh, just an article I read in the BBC, on the BBC. Um, and I just thought it'd be great. I throw them to you. You give your wisdom and we carry on through seven reasons. Yeah, I love it. Let's, let's have a look at it. Sounds right, good. So Sounds great to me. Idea number one, which, which Aristotle mentioned all these years ago, was that men work harder, work harder physically. Um, now, this isn't so true anymore because no. a lot of men and women are now doing often this, like they're now in sedentary jobs. Yeah, um, absolutely. But what is interesting and something to I think is, is, is fascinating is that um, they also looked at, say, uh, they, Sweden is a country that has some of the most reliable historic records on lifespan. And so, in 1800, life expectancy at birth was 33 years for women and 31 years for men. Right, uh, okay. This is in 1800 where it wasn't Jeez. like men and women were doing sedentary jobs. Yeah, totally. How, I'd be dead. You'd be dead by now. Um, but And today, it's 83 and a half years for women and 79 and a half years for men, right? That's, so that's, a medical, that's a medical miracle. Now, in both cases, in both of those cases, 
<laughs> so facetious. That's women, in both of those cases, women live about 5% longer than men. So that's mm-hmm. just for me to do, 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 do. It's not just as simple as, as we both work in an office. Yeah. But, uh, you know, 217 or 18 years later, the percentage gap is still the same. Mm. That's so, interesting, isn't it? Yeah. That's woo-woo. So I think idea number one that men work harder is not necessarily the reason. Nah. Well, that's, yes. Yeah, it's it's right. easy well, to I point to that, yeah. but I don't think it's, yeah. it can be that tangible. No. Well, it'd be interesting. Yeah, that's that's great. It would definitely can't be the case because I can't imagine that men work harder than women these days on ho- on the whole. Mm-hmm. And I wonder whether or not – I don't know. Is the gap closing? Because uh, as women don't. work harder, because there's more and more women working very, very hard, but that also presumes that housework and, um, and jobs and tasks that women used to pick up um, on mass and was routinely a woman's job. Like those, they weren't hard jobs. But I would, I, I would argue that demanding. cleaning, cleaning the floor, vacuuming, um, picking up kids, cooking, all that sort of stuff. That's physically demanding, I reckon. Yeah, seriously. If I have mm. to hold Tommy for five more minutes, my right, that's <laughs> uh, well, true, right? My it's right, true. Uh, whatever it is, QL is going to vomit. Um, <laughs> idea number yeah. two. And this comes up a lot, particularly in the health and wellness world. One of the reasons why women live longer than men, reason number two, men have less respect for their bodies. Mm. Now, people point to Russia and go, Russian men are likely to die 13 years earlier than Russian women and partly it is suggested because they drink and smoke a hell of a lot more than the fairer sex. Um, But then they go, well, what about female chimpanzees, gorillas, orangutans and gibbons? And they outlive the males, and you don't see the apes, the men or the women, with cigarettes hanging out of their mouths and beer glasses in their hands. Maybe they do it more privately. Mm, perhaps. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. But it is interesting, isn't it? Fascinating. Okay. Is it, a, is it cool. a, a bodily respect? Is that is that a... Well, you've definitely seen that. I mean, I think as a naturopath, I've said that so often. So often, you know, you you do see that, and in our industry, as in a wellness space, and definitely in a chiropractic space and a naturopathy space, there's way more women doing this than what there is men. But it wouldn't be the percentage equivalent, you know. I would say that the you just look at the the number of people that listen to our podcast. It's probably what. 80% women. 90, 10. 80, yeah, no, yeah, something like that. So the the difference there is not 5% Hello to the difference. 10 men listening to this podcast. <laughs> yeah, thank you, fellas. Thanks for flying the flag, boys. Uh, but, you know, so they, those stats don't necessarily stack up. Maybe blokes like to exercise but don't like to eat well or maybe they like to eat well and not exercise. I don't really know, but I, I definitely do think that women generally – on the whole, are more inclined to go and do something about their health and well-being. Maybe that means working on their body, but you know, in the obesity stakes, you, it's kind of almost fifty-fifty women and men in I'm, terms yeah. of obesity. I'm going to put it this days. way, and this is just my view. Got no science to back this up. That let's just suppose that women do respect their bodies more. Mm-hmm. It may not necessarily guarantee them a longer life, but I think women enjoy a greater quality of life because they have looked after their bodies more so they can use their bodies more effectively and efficiently than their male counterparts who may be counting the cost with hip replacements, knee replacements, uh, obesity, even though you said that's 50-50. But 
but they may not have the same physical capacity that their female counterparts do because they haven't been respecting their bodies as well. Just an idea. Mm, good um, idea. Reason number three, which I've labeled the chromosome insurance plan, but that is that chromosomes for men come in an X and Y form. Chromosomes in women come in uh, two Xs, which mm-hmm. means that they get essentially a backup um, of every gene. They get double copies. So if one's faulty, they've got a spare. Good. Okay. So, then the suggestion here in the BBC is that the result is that more cells may begin to malfunction with time, putting men at greater risk of disease. Kind of makes a bit of sense. Like if you think about, um, I think Bruce Lipton says that we're 90, 95 or 97% of our genes or our, of our bodies are perfect and there's like only 3% or 5% of the population that have dysfunctional genes. Mm. Pretty much the genes are perfect. That's how we, you know, get from our womb to tomb is by actually having um, appropriate genes and good enough genes. So maybe having those extra chromosomes they've could be got beneficial. Bigger, they've got a bigger supply. Not a big well, supply, but they got backups. <laughs> there's, your, there's your three to five percent, isn't it? Yeah, mm. yeah. So that's 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 uh, reason number three. Reason mm. number four is that women, as amazing as they are, Damo, they have this mm-hmm. uncanny ability to exercise without moving their bodies. Is that and incredible? Based on on what I've been learning, is that mm-hmm. it's called the jogging female heart hypothesis. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that is that a woman's heart rate increases during the second half of the menstrual cycle, mm-hmm. offering the same benefits as moderate exercise. And that that in itself can delay the risk of cardiovascular disease by about 10 years. So the suggestion is that women uh, may develop cardiovascular disease in their 70s and 80s, but for men it might be in their 50s and 60s. And ah. part of that could be because women's heart which are working more effectively without exercising because of the um, extra demand during the menstrual, menstrual cycle. Mm. Yeah, right. Okay. What do you reckon? Well, I love that. I love that. I didn't even know that was the case. I had no idea that women's heart rates went up um, in the second I'm, part of the menstrual cycle. I'm educating the educator. Well, that's, that's awesome. amazing. But, I mean, that's, that makes a bit of sense, doesn't it? Um, well, everyone and, says – I'm just going to put this out there. Everyone looks okay. at Sarah and says – Ask, I was catching up with a friend the other day and he said, my mm. wife wants to know from your wife, how, what does she do to keep in such great shape? I said, oh, Sarah would be very embarrassed to say, <laughs> not much, just a lot of breastfeeding and a lot of sleep when she can get it. Um, mm. but, but I have a view that the demand, as you said earlier, kind of like the physical demand on, on women, but I feel like the physical demand on um, on I don't know child bearing or child raising or whatever. Um, I, I just I speak for my wife. I just think it keeps her in good nick. Yeah, it, it keeps yeah. her physically act physically. Moving. Well, let's be honest here. She does absolutely everything in your house. Like, oh, yeah, let's be honest. Mate, I make eggs yeah. and greens every morning. I'll do the dishes. Uh, I'll do dishes. Uh, I'll make. The other day, you know what my wife said? Here we go. I've got to defend myself here. That's the defense. You You could get a job for the the Australian batting team. The other day? We need you to come and play for the Melbourne Stars, mate. Stop talking. I have to defend myself. Listen to you. You know what she said? She said, This has been amazing. You have cooked all three meals today. I said, How really? She said, Yeah, I've done breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And I said, Fancy that. Isn't that incredible? Now, enough of this 
supposing that I don't so do So you pretty much do 30% of the work and she does the other 70. That's what she's saying. Jeez, he's got to push my buttons. Let's move on to reason number five, shall we? You won't have a problem with this, demo. Reason number five is that men yes. are taller. Right. So it could be that tall people have more cells in their body, meaning they are more likely to develop harmful mutations, according to this um, article on the BBC. Bigger mm. bodies also burn more energy, which could add wear and tear within the tissues themselves, since men tend to be taller than women most of the time, unless you're my wife. They should, therefore, <laughs> face more long-term damage. Well, that presumes that the body's faulty. I don't really like that one. No. Um, because, you know, the human body is intelligent. It has the ability to continue to heal. Um, the fact that there's more moving parts shouldn't necessarily mean there's more risk for things to go wrong. Good call. Good yeah, call. Yeah, I don't I don't really like that one. Yep, I like it. All right, here's number six. Now, this comes into what you spoke about earlier. Mm. Now, I'm going to just, just preface here. I'm going to do my best not to laugh because I did guffaw when I was reading this. I'm going to do my right. best not to reduce myself to a teenage boy in um, sex ed class. <laughs> but here it is. Reason number six is that testosterone is a killer. Right. Now, perhaps the true reason lies in, I'm just going to read from the article here, the true reason lies in the testosterone that drives most other male characteristics from deeper voices and hairier chests to balding crowns. Evidence yes. comes from an unexpected place, the imperial court of the Chosun dynasty in Korea. A Korean right. scientist analyzed detailed records of court life from the 19th century, including information about 81 eunuchs whose testicles had been removed before puberty. His analyses revealed that the eunuchs lived for around 70 years compared to, compared to an average of just 50 years among the other men in the court. Overall, wow. they were 130 times more likely to celebrate their 100th birthday than the average man living in Korea even the king who was lavished and pampered throughout his time. Now, um, um, so then it goes on just to talk about, um, yeah, sorry, you go on. Oh, I said That's here, unbelievable. Overall, that people and animals without testicles do live longer. Hmm. Wow. Yeah, and then there was a disturbing, you know, research study, which I find disturbing that they even researched it, that some people in the early 20th century who were in mental institutions were castrated pre-puberty as part of their asylum, as part of their treatment plan. And right. sadly, but oh, whatever, however you want to say it, they live longer than the mental health patients that weren't castrated as part of their mental health plan. But, you know, it's, it's just as a part of the discussion that people that don't have testicles do live longer. And then it went on to discuss the role of estrogen. Not only do women escape the risks of testosterone, they may also benefit from their own elixir of youth known as estrogen, which is an antioxidant in that it you know, can clean up poisonous chemicals that cause cell stress. Um, in animal experiments, females lacking estrogen tend not to live so long as those who have not been operated on the exact opposite of the male eunuch's fate. If you remove a rodent's ovaries, then the cells don't repair against molecular damage quite as well, says one of the researchers. So what do you think about well, that? Yeah, I love that. I Look, I love that. It's interesting because uh, women can actually it, – it's got a bit to do with detoxification. So the health – there's different types of estrogen in the body, like lots of different types of estrogen in the body. And it's been identified that the way in which the body um, clears estrogen out, which is via the liver, can be done in a number of different ways. And essentially, there's three pathways, one that's very, very healthful, one that's very, very dangerous, and one that can go, you know, kind of swing either way. And the healthful way um, appears to be um, 
I'm not appears to be, but it, it's definitely linked to people having a reduction or women having a reduction in disease processes, including heart disease, certain types of cancer. Um, and in the unhealthful way, um, it certainly increases the risk of certain types of cancer and heart disease. So I don't know if it's just as clear as that estrogen exists in the female body and that's the elixir. I think it's got a bit to do with Yes, there's estrogen, but then how is it detoxified? How, how is it removed from the body? And that's got a bit to do with the diet and lifestyle and other things. So a smoking woman um, is going to you know, shunt certain um, biochemical pathways, um, you know, chemicals down particular biochemical pathways that will cause rapid aging regardless of whether or not you've got estrogen. And then if, you've, if, if you're metabolizing estrogen in an unhealthful way, then you've also increased the, uh, the risk of certain types of diseases. So I think it's, it's a bit simplistic, but it has merit. And certainly estrogen um, in fertile years is really, really important. But testosterone in fertile years is also really important. And the swing that I was suggesting before is that as men age and they get out of shape, they increase the production of estrogen, which seems to work against exactly. us. It increases, it, it increases our risk of heart disease yeah. as we get more estrogen. Man so, boobs, and I've man always boobs, said this: man boobs, man boobs, and man boobs. <laughs> That's right, and pregnant blokes. Like so, I've always said that um, estrogen is best around men. Not in men. Yes, that's so, <laughs> always what I've said. So that is I think so that's a good. good. That is so. so I wonder, good. I, you know, I think that's you know, when you bring up the testosterone estrogen discussion, it's big. Like it's a massive, it's a massive discussion. It's not just that you know, estrogen is the elixir and testosterone is bad. Um, but at various times of our life, um, we we need those hormones. I and, think more than and, anything, we need to do natural natural lifestyle make natural lifestyle choices that maintain our testosterone because it's naturally going down, and natural lifestyle to- choices that um, honour our estrogen for, for women. Yeah. You've got to support it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because I, I have a view that uh, this is again just my own view that a lot of men are not doing the things in their life to healthily maintain their testosterone. A lot of women are naturally doing the things to help them maintain their estrogen. For example, exercise. True. You know, yeah. Half yeah, the reason why, sure. why blokes' fat content is rising is because mm-hmm. it is not moving. Yeah. Yeah, if they did. Well, there's, yeah, there's definitely there's definitely that, but there's also, you know, we often associated, you know, women with you know craving chocolate and wanting chocolate. Um, I think it's just more open. I'm pretty sure. Like whenever I go to a service station, I'll see a bloke reach for the the twin pack. If you buy two, you get it for that, and you save four cents off the petrol price. Um, I definitely see more blokes doing that than women, um, and so they're eating two chocolate bars in the car on the way home. Uh, versus uh, women who are probably doing a bit more in the open. Maybe yeah. it's an honesty thing. Um, yeah, good. Oh, you're good. I love it. Dude, that's another one for a that's – a, that's an episode for another time, isn't it? Sneaky <laughs> eating. Sneaky eating. Sneaky treats. Sneaky – yep. So, all right. So, just to, just to go – oh, and I, the last – the reason number seven um, yes. to wrap it up. Children need their mothers more than their fathers. Now, that's my headline. Everyone can bang on. That's okay. Hit me if you like. I just wrote it down. It's okay. During mating, women, this is from the article, during mating, women would be more likely to go for alpha males pumped up on testosterone, but once the children are born, the men are more disposable, says Kirkwood, the researcher. The welfare of offspring is intimately connected with welfare of the maternal body. 
The bottom line is that it matters more for the children that their mother's body should be in good shape rather than their father's. And all the dads out there are going, that's bulldust. But all I'm going to say is we don't have boobs and as much as it pains me to see my wife sometimes absolutely knackered, there's nothing I can do to feed that baby. <laughs> they need their mum more than they need their dad. I'm not, and I'm not saying that to put my well, hands I'm not important. But there are, just, there are just, I'm there for hugs, I'm there for cuddles, I'm there to make breakfast, lunch and dinner, Damien, I'm there to help keep the house nice and tidy. No, not breakfast, lunch and dinner, just breakfast. On weekends and some special holidays, breakfast, <laughs> lunch and dinner, and on Saturday nights, dinner and dessert. Thank you, young man. <laughs> and <laughs> I bet you see it went to the supermarket or the market and bought With all the ingredients. With a healthy dose of coconut oil. Yes, slapped all over your face. And slathered yes. all over my hairy face. Absolutely. That's exactly <laughs> right. And it asked me if you'd like to lick it. Jeepers, uh, uh, and Unbelievable. Yeah. So Unbelievable. So I'm going to recap these seven because we're But I think there's other things. Like There's yeah. more than just that. I think there's more than just the feeding of the kids. I think there's the nurturing, the nourishment, the cuddles, all those sorts of things and I think that men are slipping into that you know if you go back to the 60s and 70s or 50s where you know dad would be home the kids got in the slippers he sat in the in his recliner chair and read the paper and smoked his cigarette um, and mum was cooking dinner and playing with the kids and doing their homework and all that sort of stuff those days are gone They're gone uh, well if you're in and, those days blokes you've got to get out of them because it's not going to yeah. be creating much joy in the household nah. <laughs> no, exactly, and it's a bit redundant. I mean, seriously, that's pretty ape-like. But um, that's not that's not what should be happening these days. You know, blokes these days are expected to pick up the lion's share of the work around the house as much as the woman is expected to do. You know, work around the house. It's everybody should be sharing that responsibility, and and so I don't know whether or not um, women. Um, are required more than men Um, maybe they were once upon a time but I think that um, the the cuddles that we get from our kids um, are far different now than what they were back in the 50s and 60s yeah for sure no I think well I think um, I could be wrong I think all this point is saying is that men can't produce breast milk I think that's that's it but but on a on a caregiving perspective like you say if uh if if uh Fathers are not involved in the caregiving and that and that extends beyond the kids and into the household and everything else. And as Damien Christoph will teach you, the value of being house proud and the example that sets to your children, um, then, yeah, you've got to get with the times. All right, so the seven reasons, but they're not all true. This is just what we've discussed. Reason number one, why women live longer than men. Men work harder, but again, that's redundant. Reason number two, men respect their bodies less, but not always necessarily the case. Reason number three, the chromosome insurance plan. Women have two X chromosomes. Men have an X and a Y. Women number four, reason number four, women exercise without moving. They Their heart rate increases during the second half of the menstrual cycle. Reason number five, which we don't necessarily agree with, uh, men uh, most of the time are taller. Um, reason number six, testosterone is a killer, but again, that's just a over-hyperbolic um, headline by Marcus Pierce. Um, it's actually more the hormonal balance. And idea or reason number seven, Children need their mothers more than their fathers, again, maybe on a physical level, but definitely uh, men can contribute just as much, if not more, on the emotional mm. and the caregiving side as well. True. Um, Damo, thoroughly enjoyed this episode of 100 Not yeah. Out. Well done, PC. Good work, good chats. As good, always, uh, great good to have your wisdom. Journalism. 
And um, we look forward to having more of this type of uh, experience and conversation in Ikaria with you, our wonderful listeners. Uh, go to 100notout.com, 100notout.com to check out all the details, June 25 to July 4 on the island where people forget to die, the bucket list experience of a lifetime. Damo, as always, thanks for your wisdom. You can find out more about the great man at damienchristoff.com. Myself at marcuspierce.com.au. Check out 249 episodes of 100 Not Out over at thewellnesscouch.com plus over 2,000 episodes across the Wellness Couch podcast network, including the number one show, The Wellness Guys, my other podcast, Your Exceptional Life, and a whole lot more. And until next week, as always, continue to make the rest of your life the best of your life. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.